All right, welcome everybody to this week's episode of Team Talks. I am excited to have uh, Jenna McKay with me. She's a realtor with Compass Realty in New York City. I'm super excited to have her on the show today. Hey, Jenna, how are you doing? Hey, Tim, thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to chat with you. Yes, you know, I, I love how social media nowadays just connects people. You know, I've been following a lot of your posts for, for a few months now and following some of the work that you do out there. And I have to say that you do incredible work with your buyers and sellers. And uh, I think anybody that works with you are extremely lucky because you seem like a really good realtor. Thank you so much for saying that. I really appreciate it. And, and I have to agree with you. Instagram has been such a wonderful tool, not only to connect with potential clients, but with other people in our industry. You know, mm -hmm. I would have never been able to connect with, with you if, if it wasn't for Instagram. And I'm, I'm very grateful to have the platform. Exactly. You know, uh, no matter what people say about social media, because you, you get the positives and negatives about social media, but you know, you can always use it for positive things. And I think it's a good thing. So I guess, what is it like right now in New York? We all hear that New York is kind of the hotbed of COVID-19 and that there's so much going on there. Um, as someone that lives there, that knows the city inside, inside and out, what, what is it like in New York right now? You know, Tim, I think there are so many headlines out there about how New York City is, and some of them are true and some of them are not. And having been here for the past now two months in quarantine, it has certainly changed. You know, when, when we first heard of the shelter-in-place order, a lot of people were really scared. A lot of people started to consider finding homes outside of New York for the time being because nobody really knew what it was going to be like. and you know, while the quarantine is still in place, you know, everyone's still um, not able to freely roam around and everyone that is outside going for their weekly grocery runs are keeping social distancing or trying to for the most part. Um, but it is, it is a sad place right now. You know, it's not the New York City that I think um, anyone is used to, whether you live here or not. Uh, you can certainly tell just by the lack of energy. I think mm -hmm. New York City is the city of energy and culture and the hustle and bustle and the hustle bustle and bustle is definitely not there right now. Is it is it just the streets are very quiet right now? Like I'm, I'm supposed to I was supposed to be in New York in June as I was telling you last week. I was supposed to bring my daughter for her 18th birthday. That was my gift to her for her 18th birthday and her grad. So I was, I'm actually supposed to be there to go to a concert but all of that is on hold right now. Uh, the streets just very quiet and empty because I've always pictured New York as a very busy place, very lively and so much going on. Is that is it just the opposite right now? Exactly right. And and I remember when you were telling me about, about the concert that you were gifting your daughter, which would have been the best 18-year-old birthday present ever. I certainly would have loved that uh, for my parents when I was 18. Uh, but I think, you know, it, in all fairness, it wouldn't have been the same if you came now. And the reason for that is exactly what you said. It's just the hustle and bustle is, is not there because everyone is sheltering in place. You know, the only people that are truly out there are essential workers and people that absolutely have to be outside, whether it's for, you know, a sanity walk to the yeah. park or, or a weekly grocery run. Um, but yeah, the streets are empty. The, you know, the restaurants are 
are shut down for the most part, except for the ones that are doing delivery and takeout. And, you know, I think it was actually over a month ago now, I remember I had to go into the city to pick something up and I wanted to get a cup of coffee in, you know, in New York city, you have 20 coffee shops on one block. And I kept walking and walking and walking. And, you know, I thought, oh, maybe this place is still open. It wasn't open. Then I went to, you know, Starbucks, which to be honest, I usually avoid because I love supporting local coffee shops. Mm -hmm. That wasn't even open. So it is a very, very different place right now. Wow. Wow. You know, I feel for you guys from everything that I hear in the news, there's so much going on and you guys are affected really hard right now. So with you being home for the last two months, what type of stories are you hearing? Is it as bad or is it worse than what we're hearing here in Canada about New York? Sure, that's a good question. I mean, I can only assume what people are hearing based on, you know, headlines in the news. And I'm sure a lot of it has to do with hospitalization rates and deaths and all of those um, really incredibly sad things that are happening as a result of COVID. Mm -hmm. And that is true, you know, the, the numbers don't lie. There's a big epicenter of COVID-19 in New York City. And, you know, I think our governor, Andrew Cuomo, has been doing an amazing job managing these, um, you know, really horrible effects on our people, our economy. But um, as far as stories, you know, there's, there's a gamut of stories. There are people that are doing so much to help others. You know, I have a, a fellow agent at my company who was out there setting up the tents in Central Park and, wow. you know, um, delivering meals to healthcare workers personally. And I think those are the stories that I, I look to during these times because mm -hmm. it's so easy to get caught up in the negative news headlines and, and create this negative environment for yourself outside of what's al already happening. That's true. And there's a way to, you know, focus on the positive, which is what I've been trying to do. That's good. That's really good. You know, at the end of the day, you know, the COVID-19 has been incredibly sad, but what I'm also seeing as well is that it's bringing people together and it's also bringing a lot of good out of people because uh, there are people like your friend that you talked about here that are out there really doing good in the world right now. And, and I think that is just incredible. Um, your day-to-day -day life, how would you say it's changed? Uh, over the last couple of months? Oh gosh, completely changed, right? And I think for most people that would be the case. Uh, it certainly has been for me in real estate. We were chatting last week about what my typical day would be and I was telling you that, you know, outside of some desk work in the morning and perhaps, you know, posting some things on my social media, my afternoons are spent roaming around the city from Manhattan to Brooklyn, you know, I could be on six, seven, eight different subway lines in one day, mm -hmm. just seeing properties, previewing things for clients, meeting with new people in my network. Um, and that's obviously not happening anymore. Uh, fortunately, we do have technology that allows a little bit of a substitute for that. Um, and, and there are positives in that too, which, you know, certainly is something that I that I look for um, during these times. All right. Um, in New York City, is real estate considered essential service? I know where I am, it is. 
Correct, yes. We are considered essential workers. However, we are still not able to do physical showings. Okay. So I guess, how are you managing that? So like as a realtor, how are you managing your clients' expectations? How are you managing um, those non-physical showings at this time? Sure. Sure, that's a great question. And I think all of us in real estate in New York had that question when you know, we, we read the news that we were considered essential because we were under the impression that we should be sheltering in place and not going out to show properties. And, you know, there was a lot of confusion about that initially, but they have since clarified that physical showings are not allowed and everything should be done virtually, which is why, you know, companies like my company, Compass, has been so great in helping us create uh, virtual experiences, really, for, for clients, whether it's for sellers, teaching them what services we have available to list their properties virtually. Okay. And for buyers, showing them a way that deals can be done. You know, I mentioned to you last week, I had two clients that signed contracts. Uh, one of them signed on, signed on scene on a property during COVID. And they were able to do that because of the um, availability of these virtual assets for listings, okay. right? Whether it's video tours, 3D tours. And because a lot of banks and um, notaries and everyone that's involved in the contract negotiation or the contract signing are now turning to virtual services. Oh, that's great. That's great. Um, like talking to say your buyer that that did the contract signing scene and you did everything virtually, uh, what would you say their experience was like compared to compared to in-person, like how do you still make that experience great uh, when you're doing sure. it virtually? That's a great question. I think it comes down to trust. You know, I think for me specifically, the most important thing was to make sure that this was the right decision for my clients. So throughout the process, before we even considered putting an offer, I really checked in almost daily with him to see how he was feeling about continuing the search because we had started the search before in the search, you know, just really checking in and, and making sure that he was still feeling good about purchasing a home, that he was feeling confident in his, um, you know, financial footprint to move forward and, and making sure that I was providing him everything I could about the building, the apartment, the neighborhood to make him feel good about moving forward. That's great. That's great. And I think that is, uh, that's an admirable and a very professional thing to do on your end as his realtor, right? Um, you mentioned earlier that uh, Compass Realty, they're providing you tools to be able to conduct your business virtually. Uh, what are some of the tools that you're using to help facilitate your deals and conduct your business on a daily basis? Sure. I do feel lucky being part of a company that was very forward thinking and, and moved quickly with time because I think that was the most important I think that was the most important part, providing us with access to a suite of virtual services and providing us with training opportunities on how to create video in an easy, digestible format. Instead of me trying to go on YouTube and trying to figure out how do I create a video with subtitles that also has my information at the end, Compass created a software that allows us to upload photos and within seconds convert it into a video video that has music and an end screen and something that I can easily upload to my social media. It's been a big game changer and, and the ease of use with these tools is so important too. That's good. That's good. It's always, it's always good to be 
poor thinking at a time at a time like this or even before this right uh, so that you are ready for something like this if it were to happen. Um, so what are some of the advantages and disadvantages that you are finding about uh, working from home? Sure. It's a, it's a daily battle in my mind thinking of, you know, do I, do I actually like doing everything virtually? Because there are so many benefits. And, and we talked about this last week is one of the main ones is just saving time. Yeah. Right. Without a commute, I'm able to do so much more in terms of virtual showings and virtual listing presentations in one day. Um, but it's certainly not the same. All right. You know, my, the one thing I will say, though, is that like out of every crisis, there's always a story to tell at the end of it, you know. Uh, whether it's positive or negative, but there's always a story that you tell the next generation about it. Um, over the last little while, we've been hearing about some of the other pandemics that have happened and what other people have gone through type of thing. So years from now, looking back at what you're going through right now, uh, what type of stories do you think uh, will be told to the next generation? What type of positive spin can we put to this? Uh, that we can't tell the next generation. I love that. I think that's such an important thing to think about and remind us when we're so mired in the day to day and perhaps, you know, deals falling apart or things not happening the way that we're, we thought they would because of what's going on in the world. Um, there are going to be so many positive outcomes to this. And I'm already seeing some, you know, one is, you know, efficiency, right? How, how have we become more efficient, not just as an industry, but as, you know, as the entire world. Um, and I, I'm definitely just going back more micro on this. I'm definitely seeing it in the real estate industry. Mm -hmm. A lot of things that were taking, you know, days, if not weeks, are now much, done much easier virtually with a paper trail, you know, with all the things that allow us to move forward. And it was just, it, it had to take a pandemic for that to be um, more widely accepted. And um, one other thing I would say is just uh, being nimble and adapting quickly. I think that's something that will be a very important quality in perhaps, you know, employees or people that you partner with or companies that you work for, you know, because things like this can happen at a moment's notice. And I think a lot of people will want to be more prepared for the second time or the third time and you know hopefully it doesn't happen ever again but sure. I think that preparation and aligning yourself with the right people in the right companies is going to be very important to everybody. I think that I think that is so true uh, because when when you are for thinking like you mentioned earlier um, you you are usually more flexible because the things of the future are happening more quickly than in the past, right? So you become more flexible and, and you put systems in place that allows you to be more flexible and more nimble to, to kind of tackle things like this. You know, I often hear people say, I can't wait to, re to return back to normal. I can't wait to return back to normal. Do you think that there will ever be the same normal that we had before or are we looking at a new normal now that we've had a taste of say working virtually and being more efficient through that. Do you think we're looking at a new normal in the near future here? It's a really interesting thought. And I think 
it will depend on who it is. I think there are people that are going to adapt to the new normal. And I think there will be people that will try to bring the old normal back. And I think that's going to be a really big differentiating factor in personally who I would want to partner or work with. Because mm -hmm. to me, if you don't learn anything from what just happened, then it, you're not somebody that I would ever want to work with. No, and that, and that makes sense. That makes sense. You know, I think a part of the, maybe a part of the people that may want to keep the old normal might be the people that don't believe that this is a pandemic because there's people on opposite sides of things, right? And might just believe that it's not happening type of thing and they just want to go back to the old ways. But I mean, I'm a type of person that, that once I see that things can be done a bit more efficiently, why go back to the inefficient ways? So I, I strongly agree with you too. I do think that for a lot of people, it's gonna be a new normal, uh, a new way of life um, than before. And I'm hoping that companies uh, that, are, that are out there right now and entrepreneurs and small business people are able to to kind of see some of the efficiencies that has come out of this and implement that in their business on an ongoing basis. So absolutely right. I totally agree with you. And I think to your point of small businesses and entrepreneurs, you know, we have such a um, an opportunity to to instill this new normal and and make it something that's a requirement for doing business with us. Right. Mm -hmm. To me my selection process of people I partner with, including photographers, 3D tour companies, any type of vendor, they, they have to meet the criteria of being nimble, being flexible, being compassionate during this time. You know, and I think a lot of consumers are probably looking at it on a brand level as well, in terms of which brands have been compassionate in their, in their reach out, you know, that have offered to donate part of their proceeds or have been doing some volunteer work on the side. I think all of those are going to be really important factors in people selecting whom they partner with or what brands they choose to purchase. And that, and that makes a lot of sense. Um, I, do, I do also think that the public is watching right now. And the public is watching how every business responds. The public is watching, especially the businesses that are still kind of in service and still able to kind of do some work uh, rather than being completely shut down right they're watching how they respond they're watching if you're being part of the community they're watching if you're giving back to the community because there are businesses that are completely shut down and there are those that are not fully shut down right now right so so i mean i, I feel that the way we respond now and the way that we become a part of the community now and the way that we give back to the community now will affect the way that consumers uh, react to our products when we do come, go back to our new normal um, so i do think it is important to definitely give back to the community at this time and also kind of watch some of those things and watch how the consumers are reacting to because I mean, uh, that's all part of the new normal, in my opinion. That's part of what we're gonna gonna see as the new normal uh, coming real soon. So, one last question for you: um, If there's something about New York that you can tell the world, what would it be? What is the best part of New York? 
because um, you've been living in New York your whole life or for how long? It's, it was actually four years ago that I packed my suitcase from Los Angeles with a one-way ticket to JFK. And uh, it was not the way that I envisioned celebrating my four-year anniversary here, but I think it was also a reminder of why I came here and it was the people and the people will still be the same. And I think that's what makes the city so special is, yeah, sure, there will be people that will leave because they want to live in the suburbs or don't need to be in New York City anymore because of their job. But I think the people that will stay are true New Yorkers. And I think at the end of the day, New York is still New York and it's still going to be the greatest city in the world. So to me, well, I, I can argue that where I live is the greatest city in the world. <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> but from what I'm hearing from you, it sounds like, you know, even though New York is a hotbed of COVID-19, the people there, they're very, they, they're very tough people and you guys are going to make it through this and you're going to get back to being the big city of New York and get back to being one of, I'll say, one of the best cities in the world. <laughs> there we go. We can we can agree to disagree. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you know, I think it does come down to people in New York are tough, but they're also loving and they're mm -hmm. compassionate. And I think that has shown tremendously through all of the work that that everyone's been contributing to to help with this crisis. That's awesome. Well, before we end this call, I just want to say to all the essential workers that are out there, thank you so much for all that you do for helping us keep this thing on the wraps and also allowing us to still have a little bit of sense of normalcy through this as well. And Jenna, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been a pleasure chatting with you. Thank you so much, Tim. It was really great to connect with you. And, and I look forward to seeing you in New York when the time comes that you can bring your daughter here. Absolutely. We'll link up when we're down there. Take care. Have a great day.